Hey gang, thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of our podcast. Before we jump in, we just wanted to offer a land acknowledgement to honor the earth and the first people of this land that we reside on. So we acknowledge that we reside on the original land of the Cherokee, Chickasaw, Yuchi, and Shawnee people. We honor these indigenous ancestors as the original caretakers of this land. We also honor ancestors of African descent whose forced labor built our city. We give gratitude to the earth elements, the land, the local waters, the air, and the fire for sustaining human life. And we encourage you to visit native-land.ca to deepen your own relationship to the original inhabitants of the land that you reside on. Thanks, and let's jump in. We were talking about blocks, emotional blocks. Seeing life through pain filters. Seeing life through the filter of your block and how when you remove it through forgiveness, through letting things go, through that conscious effort of just, up. of releasing and letting more light into Rele- your body. Releasing hold on pain. Mm-hmm. Releasing hold on negative, on low, on low emotions. Mm-hmm. And not letting those low emotional filters taint your expression. Yeah. And then you finally, I, I was ready to hear a little more of this, how, the, how, how, you, how you value the neutrality. Yes. I, I think when you do this, this process of letting go and forgiving and all this stuff, allowing more light into the body and then seeing life through the lens of just the neutral observer, like I'm just witnessing things, you are actually becoming less reactive because it's the it's the emotions, those those blocked emotions, those held on stored emotions that make you a, re- a reactive human being. Because it's stuff that's just stuck that you haven't processed. So you experience life, something triggers you, and it's like this old past wound that gets triggered, and you start responding to the current moment as if you were in the past traumatic experience. Yeah, you're reacting. But when you're in the when you're healed, and you've let go and you've forgiven, and you're in more of that more compassionate state, you can see life just as it is like nothing it's almost like nothing can harm you nothing can taint you nothing can like take Trick, you out of your serenity you. mm-hmm. yeah so so as we've been talking this whole time the very hopefully common image to our audience and i know for you too is, is the scale of vibration and emotions right on one slide you have from i think enlightenment down to shame mm-hmm. in between are, 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 are the range of emotions courage fear bliss happiness joy um, willing, willingness, neutrality is one of them as well. Mm-hmm. Finding neutrality, you now have elevated above shame, grief, disgust, anger, confusion, mm-hmm. and you can now move up into mm-hmm. acceptance, um, curiosity, um, openness, uh, faith, peace, joy, mm-hmm. whatever, and it's higher as well. Mm-hmm. When you said what you said about having an experience, experiencing it neutrally, but then at some point, something may trigger you. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're triggered, you react. Yes. Instead, letting the past things that could trigger you, releasing them, instead respond. Mm-hmm. To react almost means to take the past into the present. Yes. To respond means to take the present into the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. If I react, I'm not really letting the present be my guide. Yeah. I'm letting the past mm-hmm. be my guide. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I respond, okay, 
this just happened. Let me respond to that. And I feel like when you're when you're able to respond, it's because maybe you even did get triggered. Like you can be responsive. But then come back to neutral. Yeah, yeah. Realize your trigger. Then be like, okay, I see that this is a past wound. Let me make sure that I am responding from the current moment. Uh-huh. And so, like you said, then I'm able to move more into like the present moment into the future. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you're able to get to the state of neutrality, though, that becomes a much easier process. Because I feel like we're in a time right now where everybody is just completely at PTSD. You know, yeah. like we're all. If you're alive right now, you've been exposed to more trauma than is like. If you're alive right now. Yeah, if it's 2023 and you're alive, you've been exposed to <laughs> more trauma than like that anyone ever would have guessed. So it's, I think we're in this, we're like this type of like, almost like developing the skill set within your body, within your mind. So it's, it's funny that you even use that image, imagery because I'm, what I'm hearing it may not be good to always remain in the higher vibrations. You may need to come back down to be neutral. Or, I mean, there are people who I feel like do remain in the high vibrations and they just kind of, they, they don't care to be neutral. Like they're just so high. They're in that like bliss, that joy all the time. Or they, it takes a lot of work to get to that place, obviously, but. Well, I, I, I say that because one of my good friends, James, reminded me that life, because life is vibration yeah. and frequency, the, one, one of the base images or graphs of that frequency vibration is a sine wave. Uh-huh. We have the curve up, the middle point and the curve down, mm-hmm. the curve up, the middle point and the curve down. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is a literal reality of how yeah. life, life, for lack of a better word, vibrates. Yeah, right. So even someone who is at that high point, at some point because of how life is, yeah. they're gonna come back down. Yeah, that makes sense. Do they dwell there? Do they live there? Do they stay there? Or do they know that there's a place to go back to? So I agree with that. I think most of us are here to experience like the spectrum of emotions, like the peaks and valleys, like on a mountain and stuff. I think that's the experience most of us have. I'm just saying, I think there are people who are like very committed to like this kind of work Mm. who reach a point of like ascension where they stay like in the love frequency or in the joy frequency Mm. like that that's they're almost like crystallized Mm. you know into those states Mm. it's very rare Mm. and i think most of us have that more up and down Mm. like uh more fluid experience so i guess the goal is to escape the frequency i don't know if that's a goal or not like i I have come to a point where I accept that like life is just like up and down on a spectrum. So, so but, but hang on. So, yeah. so what about the crystallization? To me, that's not my goal. That's not your goal. No, I don't have that goal. At all? Not for this time in my life. No, maybe it'll change. But not for this time in your life. Yeah, not in this season. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, no doubt. Like, like seasonally, no. Mm-hmm. But like, end goal is your end goal crystallization? Is it not? I don't have goals though. Like, I mean, if I get there, then cool. If I don't, cool. You know, like I, I'm not on the path to like be crystallized into joy. <laughs> is that, is that, be, is that not cool. dope though? That'd be really cool. You know, like if I got there, I'd be like, okay, this is awesome. But I'm not like striving for it. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that may feed into or feed from your, um, your uh, earth connection. Probably. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe. I think for me, it's more like I, 
this reality I'm in now of like accepting the highs and lows was something I fought for so much in my life. And so there's a certain kind of peace now about accepting that like, okay, this is just kind of like how humans ride out here. Sure, yeah. I'm with that. Yeah. I am totally with that. Yeah. Once, so, so for instance, I was gonna tell you earlier, earlier on when you came over today, I have been able to tap into the literal and circumstantial energetic shifts in my life. Uh -huh. And how, so in the past two weeks, I've learned, I will, I, I now, in my current process of living, have between two and three days of intense, good, connective, relative, creative work. Wow. Good classes, good conversations, yeah. good meetings and things. And it may be one day, great, two days, great, maybe a third, half day, great, or a full day. And then I plummet, mm. or I begin to descend. Because I've used and engaged with this energy for three intense days. And for a while, I was oftentimes confused, upset, discouraged that, okay, I was just fine, but there you go, and now I'm down. Yeah. Am I down or am I depleted? And, and, and must I now re-nourish myself mm -hmm. to come back? Mm -hmm. And I have, mm -hmm. twice in these past 15 days, worked heavily, been depleted, Rested for a day and a half or two, and returned. That's so interesting. It's marvelous. Well, so, yeah, so you you like that pattern of it being like this intense, like high. Well, I don't know if I like it or not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I see that my life exists like that right now. I see, okay. I don't know if I would choose that or not. Yeah, because to me it sounds almost too intense. It. it I it would agree. It sounds almost like... If I was like cracked out for too long or something, or like if I took an upper, mm -hmm. I'm just like up for days, mm -hmm. like you know, on like. And granted, the up days are good days. Like, yeah. it's not like a like a like a un, uncomfortably high day. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm 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 actively engaging with life, purposely and fully. And you feel like that energy though supporting it. I do. For like those two to three days. Two to three days. Wow. And, it's, and it's almost unconscious because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying to myself, okay, yes, I have energy, I'm going to go do things. Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay, let's go do. Uh -huh. And I do. And I sit and I write, I create, I'll connect, I'll whatever I do very, very, very well. And then by day three and a half or four, okay, well, I'm going to go home now <laughs> for a couple hours. And I'm not going to do anything for a couple for for a couple for a day or so. And so, what is your process then of recharging? Restoring. Yeah. I'm still learning that. Yeah. I'm. I, I have learned to just go home, be in my space. That sounds like that was work for you, though. Like the way you said it, like you had to learn to just go home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To learn, I had to learn to not give. Yeah. I had to learn to be in good conversation with people. Mm -hmm. I had to learn to sit still. Um, there's a really, really great thing that I've, I think I've told you before, and I, I told my students one time in class. I can literally bring my body to, bring my body to stillness yeah. and feel my energy. Yeah. I can then also feel it begin to to elevate. Yeah. If I sit quietly enough, motionless. Right. I can literally feel the energy in my body active, and in my continued stillness. Regenerating. Mm. Yeah, I've had that moment too. It's almost like 
that shift from sympathetic to parasympathetic, mm -hmm. like you kind of feel like this restoration process, mm -hmm. like this charging up. But it takes a level of consciousness to do that though. Yeah. Because right. anybody can sit still. Right, right. But anybody can't sit still and then be the observer of their own energy. Well, we were just talking like a few minutes ago too about this almost like an active rest, like having things to do, having tasks that mm -hmm. you need to complete throughout mm -hmm. the day, but in a, almost in an effort to not be so depleted, right. be at rest or in a state of rest mm -hmm. while you're actively doing something, which is like this very, to me, it feels very like, um, you have to make a very conscious decision to be in that kind of state. And honestly, I'm getting there. Yeah. I am getting there. Mm -hmm. You saying that just now, I thought that same, that same idea, not, not one day ago, mm -hmm. that I could find a way, I'm finding a way rather, to be still engaging actively on purpose with the world, with the people and connections, mm -hmm. but also still maintain a level of rest in the process. Yeah. Well, and it makes me think too, like, if you are someone really like living in your purpose, sourced up by the source of, you know, all creation, the things you do should not feel that depleting in my opinion. And I fully agree, but I have to say this, and I think I, I, think I told, you, told you before in the past, that's fully accurate. And it may in fact be a reality for some people. Yeah. Those, those who knew crystallization at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we can't negate or escape that we are in physical bodies. Right. And the body itself is designed to cycle yeah. and regenerate. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are conscious, energetic beings mm -hmm. in bodies. Mm -hmm. And these bodies must reset. Mm -hmm. right. They must. If they didn't, they wouldn't be human bodies. Right. There wouldn't be an input through mouth and through eyes, right. an output through anus and through mouth again. Yeah, fair enough. That's gotta happen. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta happen. That's the template. It's, it's, it's a template. Yeah. It's a template. Yeah. But there's a way, I think, to use that template most efficiently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm resonating with what you're saying a lot too. As my schedule becomes busier, especially mm -hmm. this month, and it's like, for me, it almost feels like the pressure I put on myself for like perfection is the thing that is like exhausting me. That's, that's the mindset I have sometimes when I'm trying to engage with like my task or my to-do list. It's like I'm trying to carry out this activity in a way that's actually not aligned with who I, who I really am. Like I'm not a perfect being, yet I'm trying to complete all these tasks in a way that will result in perfection. And that's like depleting me energetically mm -hmm. but if i had a mindset of just like trusting what is that like okay i'm in something that's like been divinely orchestrated for me in this moment i trust that i'm just on the ride i'm in the flow of it all then there would be no reason for me to be depleted and that only your action can take you forward yeah Fair. only action the thought 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 takes you nowhere that is so true takes you no fucking where. Mm -hmm. You can think happily, think joyfully, think progressively, but that thought remains a thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until you choose to move. Mm -hmm. Whether it be a thought inspired by what you see, yeah. or what you think or you feel. Yeah. Until the thought becomes action, you're stuck in your head. Yeah, well then it goes back to like presence. If I'm truly present with something, I'm really not thinking that much. Like I'm engaged with it, maybe thoughts come, but I'm not like having to like force 
myself. I remember, I remember, I heard Sadhguru say in a, in a, in a talk he did, he did one time a couple months ago. He often will go days without thinking. How? Like what kind of life? <laughs> He's literally living in response Ooh. to life. Wow. Not reacting. Not just, deciding, just in the flow. not choosing. Yeah. Something happens and he responds. Yeah. Something is said and he responds. He sees, he responds. He feels, he responds. There is no thought. There is just presence. There is we and it. There is us happening live in the moment forward. You know why he's able to do that? Because Sadhguru probably has a team of people handling all his logistics, his right. planning. <laughs> you, you, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. You are not. I would wrong. love to be in his position. <laughs> I pay. Make that shit real, Shalisa. Yeah. I will pay this oh, whole God. team of people so that I can be like present. They can do the thinking and the, the calculating of the accounting and the logistics and <laughs> planning who's coming to what event. Fine. You're right. I'm, I, I'm ready to be at that level of Sagu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Who wants, who wants, who wants to get me there? Yeah. Who's looking to get hired? Nah, you're right, though. <laughs> you're right, though. You're right, though, because as I think about that now, um, after, after our conversation, we talk about some high shit. Yeah. And we're up in the air, ideal, ideals and vision things. Right. Once we're done, I'm back to, okay. Tomorrow's class. Yeah. Tomorrow's meal. Mm -hmm. Car. My body. Mm -hmm. Things that have to be communicated with someone else mm -hmm. and moved forward in some kind of way. Yeah. And many of those things can't be done only by me. Yeah. Right. Yes, I can engage with life in front of me on my own, but to impact beyond me must take things beyond me. Yes. And that is such a good a good way to like segue into something else because one of the things I noticed when I started getting more into the practice of like earth reverence and just like being in nature, not just like taking a walk in nature, but really like feeling nature, listening to the voice of nature, noticing the patterns and things of nature was that I had no anxiety whatsoever when I'm outside with trees and all this stuff. The only time I was actually anxious was when I was on a device, when I was inside of a building. And then I had this thought that like, we've been told that we quote unquote, have anxiety. Mm -hmm. That like we possess the anxiety. No, we're just put in anxiety inducing situations. Mm -hmm. But when we're separate from that, we're healed from it. So it's just like, to me, it's like we're almost in, there's like this tug of war where like, People like us who work in like the spiritual or wellness space or whatever, we're preaching these things, but to me it almost feels like we can't truly embody them 100% of the time until society changes in a way that will support all the How this living Yeah, yeah, because we're, we're forced into situations that induce anxiety or depression yeah. or whatever it is. Or that require the effort to come back from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's kind of like the importance of our work is like we know that people work these nine to five jobs, they hate, they create all this like dis-ease in the body or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we have the space that's like healing, but mm -hmm. as it stands right now in the current structure, it's the tug of war. Like they go into the hell and they have to come into the heaven with us. Mm -hmm. This is constant back and forth. But what's so exciting to me is that we're going, I think we're getting closer we to are. this 
this world where like we have to, yeah. we're gonna be able to support through infrastructure more of the, the wellness space or the spiritual space. The wellness space won't be separate. Yeah, it'll be just the way of life. Yeah. But there's a lot of like just structural work that has to happen for us to restructuring. Yeah, restructuring, reimagining, redesigning that has to happen for that reality to A lot of those cities a lot of the cities that are eco cities. Mm-hmm. And that's the wrong, the wrong name for it. I know. Eco villages. E- e- eco villages, but cities that, that 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 create within nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, alongside nature, mm-hmm. and with natural, um, with, na- with 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 natural flow in the design. Mm-hmm. The feng shui. The yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like nature is the foundation of everything they do. And the and the and the design. So, for instance, a a a a a a a a a building designed like a mountain, uh-huh. or building designed like a tree. The design of it. Yeah. The inside. There may be a river concept. Yeah. There may be where, where the centralization centralization comes from the river, mm-hmm. and then from there goes out, or any other concept or idea that. Whatever we make with our hands to, to exist with mm-hmm. is almost a a mirror replica yeah. of how nature exists yeah. Yeah, naturally. You find the templates in the earth and use that as like the blueprint to, to materialize mm-hmm. something. Yeah, that, I mean that's how all the ancient cultures used to <laughs> mm-hmm. used to operate. It was this collaboration, mm-hmm. this reciprocal with nature, nature with nature instead of like conquering nature, yeah. which is how we're still living right now. Conquering thing. Yeah, like I remember when we went to Starbucks that one day, and how I was so upset about the, the, the trees, the trees just being cut down from the mountain so they can put up new fast food restaurants. Like there's still so much colonialism and like white supremacist structures going on mm-hmm. that are like violent to the land. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. sickening because like we, everybody knows the people that are cutting the trees down, the contractors, everybody there on site knows you don't have to do this. We have all the resource in the world on this planet to create a new way of being. Like we could build more earth supported structures and, and restaurants and you know, farm to table restaurants and these community gardens if so, we just chose to. So let, let, let me take you back just, just for a second for a moment. Because and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda play devil's advocate. Okay. They don't know. Fair enough. Also, okay. So but hang on. <laughs> so hang on. Okay. <laughs> they don't know. Right. Slash they're blinded by. Yes. Slash the intelligence exists. Yes. Slash, rather, and <laughs> how, what can we do to elevate and inform, to, 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 to provide, because much of what's happening in these situations is there's a need to get something okay. that already exists. Mm-hmm. There's a need to get things faster mm-hmm. or easier or through through some newfangled contraption or mm-hmm. newfangled food design where much of what they can, we, and I'm, I, I hate to say they, but much of what humanity mm-hmm. can still receive from the planet can be received naturally. Yeah. Can be received in ways that don't take from life, yeah. but are in the cycle of life. Right. You well, know? So I would play devil's advocate to Back you. to me. <laughs> When we go back to like saying that they don't know or they're blinded, 
I agree. Like, it's not in their conscious awareness. Yes. No. There is an innate no. Oh, goal. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. You know? Yes, yes, yes. They sure. know. Like, deep down, they're cutting they, they, down they, trees, and there's something unconscious that's like, you know that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know that that's a, that's a being of life. <laughs> you know that you were meant to communicate with the trees. You know yeah. that there's land spirits here. That I are, can't argue with that. <laughs> Yet... Capitalism says cut it down because you're getting paid to do that because you're a construction worker on site or whatever it is. And I think what, 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 I, I think we're finding going to find a middle ground with this. Yeah, for sure, because they're on the forefront of their consciousness mm-hmm. is the goal of the building. Mm-hmm. Right. Their conscious mind, they see the profit of the building. Mm-hmm. Their conscious mind. They see this is this is this is an obstruction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's their conscious idea. Yeah. Whereas others of humanity, other other humans, have in their conscious mind, this is sacred. Yes. And my needs can be met with this. Yes. Right. And not taken from it. Right. Um. And I think like you made a point about what do we do about this? Yeah. And I think like. The way, the whole way I've like structured my like in-person sound baths mm-hmm. is to address this issue is that mm. there is a spiritual disconnection from Mother Earth mm. that is causing great, we'll just call it great harm to the planet for mm. lack of a better way to say it. And by doing these things like nature-focused uh, guided imageries and mm. nature-focused guided meditations mm. and talking about the earth elements just just using the word earth elements using the words mother earth like the fact that like the natives were so in tune enough with the elements and the celestial bodies to name them mother and father grandmother moon grandfather son there's this nurturance like this energy of like family that they were able to identify togetherness and connection yeah that this is all one is and without these elements we are nothing we can't survive like this this is our life source is in this planet like, I could do a, a normal sound bath where I'm just like, okay, relax your eyebrows, relax yeah. your, unclench your jaw, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I choose to incorporate these earth-centered ideas yeah. into it yeah. to address mm-hmm. <laughs> this issue. There has to be like this conscious effort for no matter what your job is mm-hmm. to be bringing in, um, yeah, these more like indigenous types of ideals of earth reverence. Mm-hmm. I think about... Um, like in California, you couldn't go any to any kind of meeting or anything without there being a land acknowledgement where people would, before the meeting would start, before the expo would start, someone would go up there and say, you know, we are sitting on the indigenous land wow. of, of these people. We acknowledge the land, the water, chills. the air. Yeah. Wow. That's just a thing that's incorporated into the fabric of wow. society. Um, and so that's what I think we need to like be heading toward. It's mm. just like, Putting it in front of people's awareness, no matter if it makes sense or not, or if it feels weird or awkward or not, or if it mm-hmm. like has something to do with the thing you're doing or not, just speak it. Mm-hmm. Be more bold about like how fucked up <laughs> everything is. Just say it, whether it's like it fits the situation and or not. how awesome life is and nature is. Yeah, like yes. why would you not respect nature? That's dumb. Yeah. Why are we still doing that? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. It's just so stupid. So no, 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 no. And, 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 and I would also challenge you yeah. to rephrase that statement. Which one? It's so stupid. Why is it not so stupid? Or what would you say to elaborate on that? 
it's so blind. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's so, and not to get too like semantic, semantic yeah. per se, but like you just said, our words have power, right? And our, and and they express our perspective, right? And and our and our um, and I, I say the same thing too often as well. So I'm, I'm talking to me too. Yeah. But and our our words speak life right either lowering life or enhancing life mm-hmm. so how can we shift the statement of that's so stupid to there's potential for more or i don't i don't i don't i don't, I don't really yeah know. and like i'm glad you said this because it makes you think deeper about what how we got to this point we're in right now mm-hmm. with like the environmental crisis and things and really yeah it's there's still a part of me that's like, it's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And it's more about, like, power. Like, we got to this place because of this alternative agenda of people who want power, mm-hmm. who want to conquer mm-hmm. things, who want to conquer people, who want mm-hmm. to conquer consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they've been so effective. And that's where, I think, with you, the blindness comes mm-hmm. in. It's like their consciousness has been distorted in mm-hmm. a way where the things that are in plain sight have no effect on like their spirit have Mm. no effect on their heart access to it yeah to their truth like this is everybody's truth if you're on the planet you're connected to it shit you know yeah like that's everybody's truth that's our common thread and so to be under the spell work (laughs) yeah of the people who are chopping the trees down to put in the wendy's or whatever like it's so powerful but i don't think it's as powerful as when people awaken, like when you do the work consistently mm-hmm. to have people like awaken to the truth, I, it gives me hope that like things will change for the better at some point. We're just in like, we're in the thick of it right now. We're in the thick. Yeah. We're in the thick. <laughs> this has been good, Shalisa. Yeah. It's been really good. It's pop up. Is it your battery? We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're a little over an hour. Already? Already. That felt like 20 minutes. Yeah, it did. Oh my God. Time doesn't mean shit when you're when you in the ethereal room. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us today Thank for you. a lively talk about energy. Um, the earth, the environmental crisis, yeah. the consciousness of the environmental crisis. Mm-hmm. How, we, how, how we relate with the process of earth. Yeah, the natural cycles of earth. And many other things that we've so many things, So many things. This was... A good, I believe this might be our first podcast, our first episode, episode number one. Maybe we'll see. I think that it. I think that it is. Um, so tune in, check in um, to to hear more episodes. We may be having on guests. We may have a more focused topic next time. Whatever the whatever the theme is, you know that you're gonna get some good, high conversation. Yes. Elevating conversation that awakens the minds. Yes. Unblinds minds. And encourages encourage and encourages truth to yes. be lived. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Is that good? Yeah. I think it's pretty good too. Okay. Be well, y'all. Bye. Peace.
A gang, thank you for tuning in to the When People Awaken podcast. Before we jump in, we wanted to offer a land acknowledgement to honor ancestors and the earth. So we acknowledge that we reside on the original land of the Cherokee, Chickasaw, Yuchi, and Shawnee people. We honor these indigenous ancestors as the original caretakers of this land. We also honor ancestors of African descent whose forced labor built our city. We give gratitude to the earth elements, the land, the local waters, the air, and the fire for sustaining human life. And we encourage you to visit native-land.ca to deepen your own relationship to the original inhabitants of the land in which you reside. Thanks, and let's jump in. So I (laughs) had this experience with a tree that like blew my mind. So I was um, out at the Greenway and I was like laying hands on this tree or whatever that called to me. And the tree, I could like feel the vibration of the tree like through my hands, going through my arms and stuff, which is like a typical tree experience for me when I do something like this. Okay, just real quick caveat, that's typical for you. That that is normal. To feel vibration (laughs) from the tree. (laughs) Yes. All right. <laughs> and um, so what I'll do is I'll put my hands on the tree and then I'll just be like meditating with the tree. And what the tree was showing me was like all these times throughout childhood where like trees were there as medicine for me. And I was sitting with this tree and the tree showed me like we were in the den in the home that I grew up in and there were wooden panels on the walls and the, the wall of wood was like speaking to me mm. as I was like connecting with this tree, mm. like comforting me and telling me all these things about how I'm mm. safe. Mm. And then, so that was like one image I had. And then there was another one where like in, in the backyard, we had like all these plum trees. It was like an image of me, like as like a five-year-old, just like picking these plums and like eating mm. them straight off the tree and just how like comforting that felt. Mm. Then there was like another image of me, um, like riding my bike, like right by the woods, by the house. So it's just like this really cool experience with this tree that like, you know, 25 years later, it was showing me how I was connected to it, even as a kid, even though I wasn't like totally conscious of what was going on, like how I was connected to nature. Um, And just like wood therapy is a thing, is I think what it was trying to tell me too. And I think like now that I've done all this work the last like three years or so, with like being with nature and working on my collaboration, my relationship building with nature, these things are starting to like pop up in my subconscious about Mm. all these things that were traumatic in my mind are now being healed just kind of, Mm. you know, Mm. just by being with nature, just being intentional, slowing down, meditating with nature and stuff. It was pretty powerful. I liked liked that um, there was an element of Connecting to your past, yeah. Particularly those moments where you were working with with wood, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of brought to my mind the fact that, for one, spirit has no spirit knows no time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we can access the spirit of us. Yeah. Through out of time. Yeah. Connecting to nature. Mm-hmm. That is so true. We can literally utilize any any 
either either ourselves because we're nature and or some natural element that we at some point in our past were embracing Mm -hmm. relating with Mm -hmm. and that connection can exist for us to then call back to yeah even now yeah it's almost as if like as she knows what's coming in a way because i feel like i got shown i had this experience and then like a couple days later there's a situation that triggered like a old childhood wound in me and then i was able to remember mm-hmm. this experience with the tree mm-hmm. as a way to kind of like heal myself mm-hmm. and like down regulate my nervous mm-hmm. system and stuff mm-hmm. um because of this experience it was almost like they were sh- the tree was showing me that something was going to happen and it was almost preparing me in a way mm-hmm. uh to like heal it for when mm-hmm. it was coming mm-hmm. it's just very bizarre this is not like even though this is like atypical for most people to have this kind of experience, it was also atypical for me to have that type of experience with mm, a tree. Okay. So um, I don't know, like, if I'm like deepening even more so now with like what I do outside and with the earth or like what's going on, but it was a really cool upgrading. Yeah, it's up. It's cool. Like it's upgrading, and I'm also like feeling more grounded. You know what I mean? You all saying. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. There is a sense um, of heightening frequency mm-hmm. and heightening energetic access, mm-hmm. but at the same time still feeling secure in this yeah. grounding present moment. Yeah. It's like the higher you go, also the lower you're going or something like that. You're connecting. Yeah. Um, almost like what I was mentioning to you before from my friend, how she said what grounding is. Mm-hmm. Grounding is simply bringing spirit into matter. Mm-hmm. So we're opening ourselves up to this high frequency, bringing it down. Right. Having it fill us right. even more. So you're really not losing your physical experience. Mm-hmm. You're enhancing it. Yeah. And can then feel it even more fully and potently. I, I kind of am feeling like that right now. Like, it's almost like, you know how people say, like, you're never alone and there's mm-hmm. all these, like, devas and elementals mm-hmm. and all these, like, beings around mm-hmm. you. And it, it, I'm, it's like I can, like, tangibly feel them around me more. Yeah. Like, more beings speaking to me. And yeah. they, they feel, like, they physically feel close to me now. Yeah. It's really weird. I've always thought of it more as like, you know, this like kind of, these things are like light like years away. Type. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it's like way off in my bio field or my aura or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have to like meditate intensely for, you know, to have any kind of access to yeah. it. But yeah. now it just feels like, oh, they're right here. Yeah. Like I don't have to like go far. So, something that, something that, that I think can aid in that process that you and I don't think I've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I brought it up to a friend of mine, she said that these other um, plant tools can be a shortcut mm-hmm. to that experience. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do shrooms? Have you done shrooms? I've done them. I've done marijuana. I'm not big into like either. Yeah, like I like using plants as allies and you know being able to connect to things, but it's not like my primary. So I bring it up because I can only assume I haven't had it just yet myself. Mm-hmm. I need to. I want to at some point soon, but. Plant and shroom medicine can be a way to experience that mm-hmm. closeness, yeah. both visually and body sensation, but also depending on what your practice is, mm-hmm. of meditation, of grounding, of being closer to consciously closer to those frequencies, you, we, 
can become more familiar with them. Yeah, that is so true. So as I study my energy, as I study my physical energy, yeah. that's me learning the quote-unquote language of the energy, yeah. become more familiar with the energy, so that when those other energies come, the entities, the devas, the spirits and guides, I'm already kind of used to this other dimensional mm-hmm. existence of energy and information. Mm-hmm. So when they come, it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Mm-hmm. We're here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not huh. weird. It's not weird at all. It, and, and I think like the first time you have those kind of experiences, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like I don't get what's happening or it feels weird or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the more you exist with them, it's right. just like that's normal. It to becomes you. normal. Yeah. I feel like the, the few times I've had like these plant connection experiences like that, it kind of goes back to, I think we talked about this before, plants start to speak to you. Mm-hmm. But to me, it, it's not like I hear them vocally no, or not, audibly. Not English, English language or words. No, it's like they start, it's like this magnetism. They're like pulling you yeah. towards them. Yeah. And then it's like you have to, for me, what I do is I have to feel into them. Mm-hmm. I can't really like get a lot of information just by like looking at it. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of people can and, and like you can look at something like look at the design of a plant or look at the colors and like receive information. But for me, it's about the feeling in my body I get. Yeah. That kind of information is what imprints on me. So so question slash comment. Yeah. And when you go to the comment first, that's the question next. The comment is, I think I may have shared this on the podcast before, but I'm reading a book on, on four intuitive types. Mm-hmm. And my intuitive type, I learned, is mental intuitive and emotional intuitive. Mm-hmm. So I see something or touch something. I see an image mm-hmm. or I see concepts. I see logical patterns. Mm-hmm. I see experiences and ideas. I also have an emotion about it as well. Feel it or receive an emotion about it too. In your case, did, did you say that you felt the energy of it in your body? Yeah. And that was the information, quote unquote? Quote, unquote? Mm-hmm. How, how, how would you lack of a better word, quantify or bring to language mm-hmm. what you would say you felt information-wise mm-hmm. from the plant. So, okay. Does that make sense? No, that makes complete sense. And I'll use like a tree as an example too, because trees are plants. Um, like a cedarwood tree, I'll feel it. It feels like wood and the color red, which is a very, as Buck would say, like a very shroomy mm-hmm. <laughs> way to st- mm-hmm. <laughs> way to like uh, apply language to that. Then I think, okay, it feels like the color red. What does the color red represent to me? Like when I see red, what does it feel like? And for me, it's like passion. Mm-hmm. Red is um, activating in a way. Red is um, like a really just powerful color. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very lively, activating color to me. So I may like make some sort of association with this particular living being that's associated with the color red. Like maybe it's teaching me something about like uh, our passion or like being more lively or mm-hmm. you know whatever. Like it mm-hmm. speaks in these codes to me through like colors or images or um, yeah. And then like I'll feel things too. Like I'll feel like a buzz. Mm-hmm. Our vibrations tingling mm-hmm. and usually like right after the tingling I'll have a knowing like I'll Beard. just know something yeah it's yeah. like this physical sensation followed by like a mini download or something mm-hmm. and that's I, everyone's and that different happens more often with nature for you than anything else yeah like, like you, 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 I, I'm, I'm just gonna ask 
does that type of physical sensation, color maybe seeing, and a knowing happen with you with like people or like sounds or like are, what are there any other things that mm-hmm. you can recall that activate or stir up the, that that waterfall of um, I'm trying to think. With people, I feel like I have just like x-ray vision. Okay. I'm not, I don't empath as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of work to kind of release myself from that. Mm. Um, but I would like feel people's emotions a lot of the time. Sure. I was processing people's emotions yeah. and that's how yeah. I was like, quote unquote, connecting. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would know things about people is like feeling into what they're going through, processing it in my own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being able to like predict mm-hmm. w- what they would say next mm-hmm. or what their next action would be. And that's really from like, that's a trauma response, to be honest. Like, always trying to like be hyper vigilant or like expect. It's interesting that you would label it that. Oh, I think I, yeah, I developed empathing as like a result to trauma from childhood. Okay, so I, I guess what I was gonna say then was to almost shift the perspective on that. Mm-hmm. It could be then use absence of trauma. Yeah, it can also be used skillfully. Yeah. Yeah, it's a skill as well. It's kind of like this. With high intent. Mm-hmm, you have to learn how to use that kind of ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I I tend to not use it so much just because I have it associated with like- With that. My sure. trauma response. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I did it for so long that I'm kind of like over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I like having boundaries now with people mm-hmm. and, and not feeling so overwhelmed by other people's energy and emotions. That's something really, really interesting that um, as we, as we, as any of us who continue on this journey towards spirit and spirituality and awakening, there's almost a continual cyclical pattern yeah. of learning, of discovering, learning, integrating, yeah. or releasing, mm. and not taking on something that doesn't fully align with your path. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or choosing to utilize and add on that particular tool or that particular practice mm-hmm. or, or where or, or knowing um, for your path as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think empathing is interesting because it's like people do it for different reasons, number one. And they, I feel like they do it differently. Like I've heard that people can empath through certain chakras. Mm -hmm. Like certain chakras will like open up or be more open Mm -hmm. when they feel the need to empath. Like I would always empath through my third eye. Mm -hmm. Like I would like go into someone else's psyche with my brain Mm -hmm. and um, like figure out their brain, their wiring, their emotional patterns Mm -hmm. and stuff. And then use that (laughs) as a way to like almost manipulate them if I'm being honest. Like it was like I was reading their brain or their emotional body and then I would take my next step based off of what I knew they would do next. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty like high level it is. skill. It it's is. Just, uh, it just is not healthy. It's, it, why isn't it healthy? Because it's overloading me. I have my emotions to process plus this other person. And that's, I think, one of, the, one, of, one, of the, one of the things that can be added to that person's tool belt mm-hmm. of knowing, okay, these aren't my emotions, one. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to um, navigate and um, uh, organize my emotions mm-hmm. with with a level of awareness to know that these are mine. Yeah. I have mine. Yeah. They're intact. 
these are yours. Yeah. And have that differentiation. Yeah, that boundary is like very critical. And it's something that I've been able to become pretty efficient at. Yeah. How, what is your process then of? Well, a part, a part of, a part of it, um, I think, was learning the variety of emotions that exist. Mm. Simply, simply knowing and naming emotions mm-hmm. helps you to differentiate and organize them in your experience. Mm-hmm. That by itself, I think, is a really, really big piece. Yeah. Um, right. Another, another, another piece I think that was accidental but very viable was just meditation. Mm. Um, me- meditation alone is a practice of um, self-observation mm-hmm. and becoming the witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you aren't the experience of what you're watching. You're literally just watching things occur yeah. in your mind. Or in your body. Yeah, you have to be that that neutral observer. The of, neutral observer of the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for for people like me that have had like PTSD issues and like panic disorder and stuff, that is so hard to step back and become yeah. neutral. Yeah. Because you're like triggered into like this hypervigilance where mm-hmm. you're like you're not really in your body. So how can you meditate? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're not embodied enough to really step back and look at the experience. Right. Kind of, I, I've had a. A sound healer I used to work with, she would call it the leaving pattern, mm. where you would get triggered into something and then just like leave your body. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that's a thing. Yeah, and um, you're not, yeah, you're not an embodied soul <laughs> in a body at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and embodying is only is, is the only way to then acknowledge, experience, and then to release. Yeah, right, and, and that's the thing when you're in panic mode. You're not really worried about releasing it. You're just worried about finding safety. Mm-hmm. You just want to feel safe. You just want to like do whatever you have to do to like placate a person or placate an experience mm-hmm. so that it like. And then, and by placate, I, w- I would add, make sure that you're safe and they're taken care of mm-hmm. or they're good. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're still experiencing all of these things. Yeah, and that's the thing too is like, you're. Because you're doing that, you're not concerned with the self. You're concerned with right. someone else and like making sure that they're okay so that you can be okay. I just heard a podcast <laughs> or a conversation recently about how people pleasers... Well, no, the, 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 those who do good things for others mm-hmm. oftentimes unknowingly... And they, and they get mad when people don't acknowledge... Mm-hmm. I used to be that person. Right? Yep. It's not even about... Do you acknowledge? Yeah. yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and all of that comes from trauma, though. Yeah. It's like when you're traumatized early in life, you develop all these false belief systems mm-hmm. that are not rooted in like you seeing things as they are. Mm-hmm. You misinterpret your entire experience mm-hmm. based off of like a fear response. Mm-hmm. You can tell I've done a lot of work on myself because <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I don't function like this anymore, thankfully, but that's new, like maybe in the last three or four years okay. that I've let these patterns go. Yeah. But they call it um, the three P's, like perfectionism is one, people okay. pleasing, okay. and um, what's the other one? Performing. Performing, and the, yeah. And those are actually the root causes of all, most all autoimmune diseases. Performance, perfectionism, and people pleasing and it's be- yeah and it's because if you think about it these are things we do that create tension in the body yeah you're kind of like 
um, forcing yourself to do to be a way mm-hmm. that is not authentic mm-hmm. to you. I lived that for so many years. Would you consider yourself in like one of those three categories? Oh, for sure. Which one were you? People pleaser and perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And then performance became a thing. Yeah. Later on, but originally it was people pleasing and perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was a walking anxiety case. Yeah. It creates anxiety. It creates a lot of tension. It creates, and if you let it go on long enough, it will create like autoimmune. Like you, your body will start to like yeah. attack itself. The, the energies, the energy in your body will, will, will begin to, in essence, coagulate mm-hmm. and yeah. create disease. Yes, and it's 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 like the root cause of most illnesses. I think yeah. those those there's actually a fourth one. I can't remember what it is. The fourth P, but there's a lot of overlap. What's good? Little break here to check in and let y'all know about what I do in the city of Huntsville. So I'm sure you can tell I enjoy holding space for movement, for breath, for inner work, for rest, and of course, all that encompasses yoga. There are a few ways to connect with me in the city um, and online as well. I lead classes every week in studios around the city that are a mixture of heated classes, non-heated classes, slow flow classes, and strength-based classes too. I also offer one-on-one sessions that include yoga, meditation, and a unique package of a six-week Healing with Titus course as well. Everything I've said so far can be found either on my website at simiae.com, that's S-I-M-I-A-Y-E.com, or on IG, Instagram. My handle is the fourth, T-H-A-F-O-U-R-T-H. With that in mind, I hope that you continue down the path of finding, connecting to, and releasing into your most authentic, true, healed, and conscious self. And I'll see you either online, in studio, and of course, back on the podcast. Let's hit it. Your experience during this week was of you with, 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 the, with the tree. Yeah. Right? Um... I guess I can go. Yes, please. I don't have to monopolize. No. <laughs> this whole conversation. Um, <laughs> I think it was, I forget what day it was this week. Um, maybe Monday. I think it was Monday, I believe, or Sunday. One of the two. Um, I had I had a fairly busy last week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. A lot of teaching, a lot of holding space and being in spaces. Yeah. And I was getting ready for a class to teach, and I didn't quite have... A clear enough body and mind to really hold space for the class. Mm-hmm. I think it was last week, Monday. So the day continued on, and I'm trying to get my head around. Okay, I got class coming up. What am I gonna do? How am mm-hmm. I gonna one think through the through the sequence or the or the theme mm-hmm. or two be in my body mm-hmm. to be clear for channel to chance channel the, the right thing as well. Yeah. Uh, I know that I'm also. Um, a Scorpio water sign. Mm-hmm. Water is important to me. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I didn't. I wasn't content with water being my place to go to to reset. Okay. I don't know. I don't quite know why. Um, but what came to my mind was the sunset. Mm. I drove. I drove up to Monte to uh, Blevins Gap. Mm-hmm. Um, Cecil Ashburn. Yeah. Um, where I go pretty often. Um, I, I know a lot of hunts folk know, know about that as well. Yeah. Went up there with enough time to catch the sunset, read a little bit reset a little bit, hopefully, and then come back to town and teach. I pulled up 
um, got my spot in the parking lot or whatever, was sitting in the car, got a view of the sun as it was being, begins to set. Yeah. Um, just above the trees, bare, the bare open trees, of course, it's wintertime too. And the first five minutes was always kind of settling in, getting yeah. in, maybe being, being there. And then about five minutes in, it was getting closer and the soft shaped sun began to become more rounded and clear. Mm, mm-hmm. And I began to gaze at it. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that I was gazing, but happened to be gazing. Yeah. I was gazing for about maybe three, four minutes or so. And unconsciously, I began to feel myself resettle, uh-huh. release, and almost get some kind of coding, recoding. Oh, yeah. Redesign the sun will from do that. the sun. Yeah. Yep. And I'd always kind of heard that before, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until I came back off the mountain and got to class that I noticed that I had an actual physical shift. Yes. <laughs> from looking at the sun, just sun gazing. Yeah. And someone that week mentioned it to me, and I had I had to respond with that story. Yeah. That just looking at the sun alone mm-hmm. for a period of time, particularly though I've heard, particularly. At sunrise or sunset. Okay, it's I didn't different. Know that. Yeah. It's a, a, diff- a different wave of length of whatever the sun is. Yeah. At those two times are unique. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had t- those types of experiences with the sun too, mm-hmm. where like I was just outside, not paying attention to the sun. Mm-hmm. And then it was like I had that physical response or whatever yeah. with a knowing. Yeah. And the sun was like telling me close your eyes, turn your third eye towards me and let's just like telepathically talk mm. and just like meditate. Mm. So I just did that. Like mm. something's very powerful yeah. about sun energy. Yeah. And like sometimes I'll even sleep better in the sun. Yeah. Because it's there's something really healing. Very healing. About just the heat of the sun or sunlight. And I think it's probably very more healing. the light than the heat maybe. It's the light for sure. Yeah, the light is doing something. The light slash the wavelength of the mm-hmm. light um, that is ink coming in through our eyes, mm-hmm. which is important. Yeah. Into the cones and the eyes, and of course on the body, mm-hmm. that connection as well. Yeah, well, and that's a good point too to bring up that like humans are connected to the cosmos. We're mm-hmm. connected to planets, stars. The sun is a star. Um, you know, I'm like catching up on like ancient Kemet and yeah. like learning about that stuff, yeah. and that's part of their like cosmology. Yeah. Is that there's a connection between us and all these celestial beings. And um, the pyramids mm-hmm. are actually built based off of like star systems. They- Yeah, they are. They, they, well, they wanted to build these pyramids in alignment with the stars as a way to bring more of heaven to earth, mm-hmm. which is like so beautiful that mm-hmm. like, they were so connected to these beings that they wanted to like build a whole like you know reality based off of what they experience with yeah. these these entities yeah it's pretty pretty deep yeah and i feel like that's kind of like you didn't have it that deep but like well, you were no, having an no, experience that yeah an experience that did recode uh-huh and that did upgrade uh-huh and that did um uplift my spirit clear clarify uh-huh it clarified right and it cleared up my mental body yeah. to be able to receive right. some insight on what my next steps were. And so how did your class go? It was amazing. Because <laughs> you brought in all the sun an, energy. It was amazing. 
It was amazing. Yeah. And I had clarity. I didn't have any anxiety. Wow. I didn't have any need oh to gosh. please or perfect or perform. So you were just charged I up. I was charged up. Mm-hmm. I was charged up. And it wasn't, I didn't even really, really like I said, I, I didn't really, really connect that experience until someone else that week mentioned the sun mm. and mentioned the sun's value mm-hmm. on our bodies and our minds. I said, oh, shoot. Yeah, and then you remember. Wait a minute. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. And I can recall the physical difference in my body yeah. before and after. Just from gazing at the sun. Not more than five minutes. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. We it's talk amazing. a lot about how like there's just free medicine. And then it reminded me too, one of my one of my one of my new goals, having having that the free medicine, having that, um, imagine what could happen to your mental and physical body. If every morning, if you could, with the sun being available to you, yeah. look at the sun. Mm-hmm. At, sun at sunrise, mm-hmm. as your day turns on, why not get a quick upgrade from the sun yeah. in the morning? Yeah. And it's it, free to you. There's no need to do anything yeah, yeah. or practice any physical. Go outside, look at the sunrise. Yeah, and make it like a ritual or a practice or yeah. this thing that you do. And like it goes back, we talk all the time about collaborating with the earth mm-hmm. and collaborating with these natural elements because look what it provides for you why would you not like and even if it's just like an energetic uh a feeling of gratitude that you send back to yeah. the sun, why would you not be in partnership yeah with this thing yeah that as you said it healed you it did you know in five minutes five minutes time <laughs> five minutes time and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a simple way to also be with the earth and be with and be and be yeah. with Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes, try to find these grandiose ways mm-hmm. of of being, you know, uh, eco friendly or mm-hmm. footprint or whatever, and and and, and, and not to <laughs> negate because that, that's important, right? But your experience mm-hmm. is the is the experience, mm-hmm. not necessarily making someone else understand and learn and fight and some yeah. Law. I know what the you mean. laws are good, the acts yes. are good, things are good, but. What is your experience yeah. with nature? I, that is such a good point because we do kind of miss the miss the point when it comes to the climate change crisis. Mm-hmm. I think because like yeah, we want like clean energy, sustainability mm-hmm. to be a thing. We want that to be a core value in like how we move forward. Mm-hmm. But that's not the core of the crisis to me. The core of the climate crisis is the spiritual disconnection from mm-hmm. the earth. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you want, uh, I don't know, like hydroelectric energy sources or something without knowing why they're important, mm-hmm. why you're trying to build something new, mm-hmm. why you want this clean source of energy? Mm-hmm. It's because this thing, this planet, this mother earth that we like, should be in partnership with mm-hmm. needs to be respected in a way mm-hmm. that we do everything that we can to to do no harm to her. That should be like the why behind yeah. the, <laughs> the climate crisis. Do no harm, and like you just said, I want to find a, a catchy phrase for this one too. Mm-hmm. But do no harm and collaborate with. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like trying to fight her or you know take take her down or like in a way it feels very. Like we're raping her. It's rape. Yeah. Very, very, <laughs> very violent. Sometimes. Very much so. You know? Very much so. And yeah, so it's, to me, it's really about the spiritual connection first, and then all of these like new technological things come from reconnecting spiritually mm-hmm. with with the planet. With and, and, and I'm going to say one more thing about spirit, and then if we can shift it a little bit too. Yeah. Um, a lot of what I think the spirit 
spiritual conversation could come back to Mm -hmm. um, is how do I feel Mm -hmm. with regards to a situation? Right. Sometimes spirituality could be as simple as I feel this. Yeah. Because feelings are intangible. Mm -hmm. So we're spirit. Mm -hmm. And we relate with each other spiritually emotionally yeah that's so true right so just almost coming back to okay what do i feel about a concept an idea yeah what am i and not even necessarily per se okay i feel happy or i feel sick what are my physical feelings yeah like what does that do in your body what does that do in my body that 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 to me has become spirituality yeah that makes sense and it's also like your feelings guide you in a way they're Mm -hmm. like this navigation system Mm -hmm. that tell you where where to go on your path it does like if something makes you feel angry or um i don't know like upset or something there's work for you to do to Mm. me in 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 those types of experiences and that is a spiritual experience to sit with yourself yeah and self-reflect do this inner work on why something is if you look at if you look imputing at the word spiritual being something that is beyond your physical access yeah right that simply is a feel an an, an energetic feeling Mm -hmm. and then based on your 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 in your current environment Mm -hmm. What did that stimulation? Mm-hmm. How did how, how how can you relate with that stimulation? Yeah. How can you? And what you is that? With yeah. That? What does that tell you about yourself that you and have then, and, hmm. that you have that reaction about a right. thing? You know. Right. That's then, that is then, spiritual and, work. And, and then honor it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honor it, and then do what can be done to uplift it. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think feelings. They they are this navigation system. Yeah. That propel you like forward on the path of whatever your life is like if i feel angry i do the inner work now i feel i don't know neutral or happy or whatever and that that's the kind of thing that gives me information about what types of things i should involve myself with and what types of things i should maybe let go let's pause and take a deep inhale through the nose and let it out with a sigh As many of you know, I am a sound healer here in Huntsville, and I offer sound baths every Sunday from 3 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And so I wanted to let you all know about a special series I'm doing for the month of April called the Earth Element Series. And in this series, I will be honoring one of the Earth Elements for every sound bath that I do for the month. So the first Sunday of April, we'll be honoring land spirits, The next Sunday will be sacred water. Then we'll do air, wind, and breath. Then we'll do sacred fire. And then in the fifth and final Sunday of April, we'll be honoring spirit as the fifth element. So this is really a great time to get involved in my growing sound healing community. If you're interested about sound baths or you're curious about what a sound bath is, this is a great time to join in. We always do breath work. There's quartz crystal alchemy singing bowls, some solar flare gong therapy chimes, uh, some very sacred Native American flute playing. So if you're interested in all of that, I will have links in our show description box below for you to register. And I hope to see some of you there throughout the month of April. And let's jump back in.
there, there, there's two people in my life right now who I have uniquely visceral, energetic, energetic responses to. Mm. Um, I won't go into detail about who they are. Okay. But both of them, one of them, I have an energetic drawing towards. Uh-huh. The other one, I have an energetic um, uh, friction with. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. A friction. Fr- yeah. Like friction as in conflict or friction as just like a feeling of friction? A feeling of, of, of discomfort. Okay, okay. And I was challenged recently to understand the growth of life. Yeah. And one of the persons, we leaned in uh-huh. to that discomfort. Yeah. Because growth is important. Yeah. What was unique about this one person though was we both know we have the language to move into that growth. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we have this singular or more aligned idea that we want to in fact both singularly grow and grow together. Yeah, right. So there, there's, a, there's a mutual understanding yeah. that I'm going to lean in mm-hmm. and I think that you will too. Mm-hmm. And you have the tools to lean in with me. Mm-hmm. In my similar way, right, right. The other person, I don't quite know mm-hmm. if this person has the tools or what that person's goal, real, like baseline goal, is for what our relating moment mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So feeling is important, but also then knowing what what the relationship intention is, yeah, and what that person's ability to then be with you in that development as well. No, that makes so much sense. And I've had a similar experience with mm-hmm. a person in my past where I knew for certain that there was some sort of like karmic universal agreement between the two of us mm-hmm. to, I, I don't know what the agreement was for because this person was kind of similar to who you're talking about that you had this friction with. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really have an understanding or proper language or proper tools to like do inner work to mm-hmm. to be with me right. in a way to like fulfill this plan right. that was orchestrated <laughs> right. for us by the universe. Yeah. And so that resulted in a lot of like blow ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of like arguments, a lot of like as you say, friction and conflict and tension. Because I was ready to move forward with this thing because I had my piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. and I was ready to do the work to carry it out. Mm-hmm. But this person just could not even like fathom mm-hmm. that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so at some point I had to like let them go because, yeah. you know, it's like this, I guess we'll fulfill this agreement next lifetime. Yeah. When, <laughs> yeah. when yeah. you're ready, I guess, because I, I can only do my part and you and can only do yours. And it's interesting because that doesn't negate their soul right or their potential soul purpose Mm -hmm. but it does or at least can inform or you can you can gather that their current life's um development or life's learning hasn't matched their soul's purpose yeah exactly and and this person and that i'm speaking of was um more in like the atheist category, very okay. rational, uh, very logical. Logic based. And so anything spiritual or even like they were very resistant even to do like just talk therapy. Mm. Like any kind of like looking. Even that. Yeah. Any kind of like looking inward yeah. or um, yeah, doing self-reflective type yeah. work was not 
on the agenda. <laughs> Yo, man, this, 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 once, the more you know. Yeah. The more things that you have access to understand, the more, the more, the more it requires of your relationships. Mm-hmm. And the more you have to do a little bit of work to navigate them. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It, and it's so sad to me, too, that people are so resistant to this kind of work. Well, I mean, it's not easy work. It's not. <laughs> it's extremely difficult. Yeah. It's extremely difficult to ascend. It's enlighten- it, 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 it is lightening. Yeah. It is the shadow. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's letting the weight go. It's looking at the weight. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's defining the weight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's discovering the weight and it's saying, you know what, wait, that doesn't belong to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna release that. Well, you know what, I shouldn't have said that it's difficult to ascend because after it's only difficult the first time I think once you know like the process of okay I have to like face these things that are hard in my shadow or whatever it is and then you release and you're like oh wait that wasn't that bad oh shoot I just do the work and I keep going and I just do the work and I keep going I think I mentioned to you earlier on today in the podcast or before the podcast that there's a cycle that you begin you can begin to see uh-huh. Where you are exposed to a, a stimulation mm-hmm. that triggers an opportunity for you to learn. Mm-hmm. You do the learning, mm-hmm. you, you, you learn to learn, you embody to learn, and now you have this new tool mm-hmm. of ascending yeah. and of a higher way of, of, of relating. Yeah. And you got that then. You're good. Not that you're now good for life, but now, now there's something else that's going to come up yeah. that will uncover a new way for you to exist at a higher level. That is so true and such a good point because I think what you described is like this process of how we like create new experiences for ourselves because when you're stuck and you're not doing the work and you're not looking inward, you do kind of, you're in this like uh, this revolving door of experiences Mm -hmm. where you're like, why do I keep bringing in the same types of people in my mm-hmm. life? Why do I keep getting reactive and mad about this mm-hmm. one type of trigger? Why do I keep like repeating these patterns? It's because they just exist within you and you won't release them because you're not doing the work. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking about is like say, hey, I recognize I have these things, these patterns, these Because it's old not beliefs. their work, it's my work. Yeah, and that's why you keep manifesting the same stuff <laughs> over and over again is because you won't release the stuff that's causing you to do that. And there's also the unfortunate part about as we live, our bodies get comfortable with certain things. Yeah. So there's this True. comfort. Mm-hmm. And it takes an immense amount of courage for one mm-hmm. and an immense amount of I have to care for me. Mm-hmm. Which is work on top of people already working jobs and yeah. it's a it is a lot to ask in a way but at the same time it's like what else are you gonna do you know mm-hmm. like <laughs> what other options are there which is why i'm excited that you know those of us who are doing who who are offering healing spaces like yoga meditation mm-hmm. sound bathing spaces exist where people offer you a chance to not have to do your do, do, do your do your do your busy work mm-hmm. your life sustaining work mm-hmm. but you can do some inner energetic work yeah yoga is a place yeah sound baths are a place yeah um reiki those are places where you can go to to either have work done on you with your energy or a time for you to sit mm-hmm. with your own thoughts yeah. and your own things and do some shadow work on your yoga mat or on yeah. a sound bath that is that's a good point too because i think people are They've done talk therapy and have maybe grown and gotten, you know, some benefit from it. 
And then I think it only takes people so far and they're looking for like, okay, I understand like talk therapy gave me some knowledge and some tools to deal with these things, but it's still in my body. Like how do I like energetically shift it out or vibrate it to, to a point where it's no longer affecting me. And that's what, that's the kind of stuff that we provide is like movement based stuff and vibrational based medicines and things like that that help you to kind of release these things out of the physical body so that you have space yeah. to like install these new beliefs about life yeah. so that you can upgrade or ascend or you know manifest Ooh, new I like that phrase install new beliefs about life yeah install new beliefs about life and really I don't even know if it's reprogramming. like reprogramming yeah you're reprogramming and it's probably not even new beliefs it's just true just truth that you're installing, you know what I mean? And and, and like you said, one of the, one of the things that I've, that I've learned about yoga and um, a certain word that is a very, 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 very uh, touchy word, taboo-ish word in the Christian space is mm-hmm. purity. Mm. Um, being pure, living purely. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of the audience members who have that Christian background may, may, may cringe a little bit here <laughs> with that word. I know I did for a long time too. What, so what is the issue with purity? Well, purity oftentimes is, is, is connected to being sexually impure or pure. And that's taboo. It's very much that. Very, very, very much so. Um, and and if, you do any, if you do anything, then you become impure. Okay. Sexual-wise or otherwise as well. Because when you said pure, I was just thinking about um, nothing sexual, but more just like, um, I don't know, just being a good person or something. And that's, so, so that's kind of the what I gained from the yogic perspective of purity, mm-hmm. where you clear yourself enough uh-huh. of things that distract from being with the truth of the moment. Mm, wow. That is what I've most recently gained as a, as a more authentic and more high perspective version of being pure. Yeah, right. Not that, not, not, not that something has tainted me experience-wise or information-wise, but I want to live with this moment in a, in the most pure way as possible. Yeah. Being pure means I'm clear. Yeah. To experience the truth. Yeah. Of a moment. It, to me, it sounds like pure really is like a place of healed, being healed mm-hmm. as well. So that like, almost like we were talking about the neutral observer or the witness. Yeah. Like you're just in the you're just not in the experience maybe, but like watching, observing. Just taking information in. Take it in, and then you digest it, you internalize it, you work with it. Mm-hmm. You have that relationship with the person in some kind of way, yeah. choosing to live as highly and as purely as possible, mm-hmm. and then not attaching to any one of the things that may come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that non-attachment piece is huge. Mm-hmm. I feel like attaching to things or attaching to desires or attaching to whatever it is is like the true cause of people being really unhappy yeah it's like you want this thing so bad so you bad. cling to it so bad and if it doesn't work out it's just like oh right everything's awful about yeah. everything my whole life is ruined because i didn't yeah i didn't get the thing i was attached to yeah but if you just like <laughs> and that doesn't negate goal working uh-huh. or goal achieving right moving forward but right. the good thing about that is if your goals are based on your are aligned to your purpose yeah Everything you do, yeah, is gonna work itself forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just a plan for you. Yeah, just a life plan, an actual, you... an actual path and plan mm-hmm. that if something that you're attached to 
or goal, going towards isn't in line with you, then you're going to feel some kind of way. But if it's yeah. in line with you, then it's going to literally, literally feel right. Yeah. Well, and attachment really is a block. You're creating a block mm-hmm. in your body to mm-hmm. probably the thing you actually want. You're yeah. actually blocking yeah. by attaching to it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to make space for things to just kind of flow into you is the, is a, well, it's not to say that you can set a goal, maybe be attached to it and attain it. And like, that's, if you want to live life that way, you can. That's mm-hmm. a lot of effort, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But why effort more than is necessary when you can just kind of flow and be open to receive? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so before we shift again, or after you shift again one more time, I wanted to, to, to kind of think of, give you something cool to consider. Okay. Um, I was somewhere I was out in nature or driving somewhere looking at the sun and thinking about light mm-hmm. and I wanted to, to to pose to some people people podcasts or otherwise what what would the experience be like to see light travel ooh ooh, ooh my goodness <laughs> what a great question <laughs> actually be either aware enough and or fast enough and or clear enough uh-huh. to not be slowed down by the physical body uh-huh. so much that you cannot just have a light turn on and then light appears but you actually are able to observe the traveling of the light from the source to its, to its, its, its destination well, so that makes me think, because there was that big storm last night. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about lightning. Lightning. Yeah. Is that kind of it probably, it kind what of you're is. thinking of? Like, I guess it may be. Yeah. Because we, I, I guess lightning is a way that we can sort of already experience See light that. travel. Mm-hmm. In a natural way. In a, in a natural way. Yeah. It's not yeah. like artificial light. Yeah. Because you're right. When you look at the sun, you're not seeing the light travel. You're just but, seeing... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's so huge and so far away. And then again, like like in, in, in the room, turn on the light. Uh huh. The light comes on. The room is filled with light. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Because it dra- it travels at a speed. Yeah. And if I were to at some point travel at that same speed, or like I said a minute ago, or be clear enough in my physical body to not be so slowed down by matter. Yeah. To also observe. And be with, yeah. like, what would it be like to actually see? <laughs> like, I'm now f- traveling with that light beam. Yeah. Wow. And it makes me think, too, about that connection between sound, light, and color. Yeah. And at what point... So, sound, light, and color are actually different energies, but they have similar properties. Okay. Like, sound is mechanical energy. Light is electromagnetic energy. So, they come from different... Right in the back? Sound is mechanical energy. Sound is mechanical energy. So it means like, like clapping my hands. That's mechanical. Oh. Two things strike together. True. Okay, got you. Then light like, like is like piano or drum mm-hmm. or violin or my vocal cords. Yeah. So the source of that is different than the source of light, which is electromagnetic energy. Sure. Which I don't know where that comes from. Okay. But it's electricity and magnetism or something. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, electromagnetic. It's like a different combination of waves like radio waves light waves all different kind of things conglomerated together i think but um 
So they ha- they're different sources, mm-hmm. but these energies have like similar properties. Mm-hmm. Like sound al- aligns a little bit with light, and which aligns a little bit with color. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think like if you were traveling at the speed of light, at some point would the speed of light become color, <laughs> which would become sound? <laughs> <laughs> Your face, you like so happy at the yeah, thought of that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like would you go through this whole experience or like this loop of like light? And, and color we've and sound? all seen like on movies or TV shows when they do when they, when they go into like hyperspeed. Yeah. Or like Thor traveling from um, from uh, uh, Asgard down to Earth. Star Trek does whole, a lot Star too. Trek does it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's this, there's this. Yeah. Think on Star Trek, the fastest they go is like warp nine or something. Okay, it's like insanely fast. And you just see like color, and you see like uh-huh. lines, and you see like uh-huh. sounds, and like like all that. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I want to experience that. You can go like, to the moon now. Right? No, I want to experience whatever that like vortex of moving where you see like a stream of blue. Oh, okay. Or you see, like, whatever the hell sound looks like. <laughs> you just have to do shrooms now, I guess. I got, I got, I got to do shrooms. I got to do shrooms. That's the only way that you're going to get that experience. I got to bypass this physical body enough to be able to see, okay, this is what this is what that is. Yeah. What that is. That's a cool thought, though. Yeah. Like, to experience the speed of light. That is kind of crazy. It makes me think about um, sound. Like, when you do a sound bath. Sound moves through your body five times quicker than it does through any other medium because sound moves through water and the, the body. Water. Yeah, mm-hmm. the body is mostly water. True. That's how it like loosens tension too. It's like it moves through you so fast that it starts to break things up. Wow. And basically explode tension in the body. Whoa. Yeah, it's called the principle of resonance or destructive resonance. Explodes tension in the body. Yeah. It explodes. Yeah, you know, like tension in your body. Yeah. If you look up the Medical Sound Association, they have a great article on destructive resonance and how it, they use the word explosion. It's the same science as like ultrasounds and kidney stones. They just explode your kidney stone. They find the frequency of the kidney stone. Yeah, this is real. They find the frequency of the kidney stone and explode it with sound. So we can't go into this right now, but I had another thought about how that relates to um, uh, relationship tension. Ooh, my goodness, these are deep, heavy thoughts. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, how, how how could you correlate sounds to the tension of relationship? Okay. And you really then. This is so it's... weird that you just said that because okay. I was just thinking like this morning about music theory and how a basic one of the like most basic templates or premises of like writing a song, no matter what the genre is. There's melody, and then that towards the end, there's all this like this tension, this build up, all these chords that are like crunchy and dissonant, mm-hmm. and then it always resolves to this like very relaxing, like uh, call it the tonic mm-hmm. of the chord. Um, it's just like this very stable, relaxed, kind of like this exhale mm-hmm. kind of yep. in yep. the song. And I was thinking about how life is like that, like. It's always this tension, this buildup, and then this relaxation. Mm. Even breath is like that. It is. You inhale. To create tension. To create tension, and it's the exhale that just feels like blissful. So you, so it's almost, what I'm hearing you say is that tension must exist in life. I think so. And I think. That's not, 
fun. Well, you know what? <laughs> but it is, though. It is. It is. Because it's like the tension is what makes the the tonic or the exhale or whatever it is so blissful. Yeah. You know, it's like if you didn't have that tension, the good part wouldn't feel that great. You wouldn't. It's like you need the crunchiness to like for that exhale to feel yeah. as magical as it is. It's all required for... You know, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's so weird, but and, it's so true. And to and to and to then to have that perspective though makes it worthwhile mm-hmm. and valuable. Yeah, and I think not that I'm gonna look, look, look retention, <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes, you okay. know, it's coming though. Is the thing? Okay, here it comes. Yeah. Let me let let's okay. <laughs> right. We're here. I, and I think like having that perspective that you know this is kind of like. I don't know if I would call it a universal law, or maybe it is, I don't know. Yeah. But like a, a, a pattern that exists in life is that there's this buildup and there's this release. Yeah. And that's just like the template, Yeah. you know? Like, so when you're in the tension, be with it knowing that at some point, something's got to release, Yeah. you know? And that's just kind of the ride. I wonder, I wonder then, and this could probably be another conversation either for later on, podcast or not, mm-hmm. is making, Making that tension practical. Mm, okay. Making making it um, um, uh, relevant. Yeah. Find the relevance in the tension. Yeah. So that, so it's the edge of that tension for the tension's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. There, but there's some purpose in the tension. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? What are the what what are, what, what are the simulations? Mm-hmm. What are the causes? Yeah. Is there a goal? What is the goal? Uh-huh. Okay. So let's let, let's figure out the goal. There's tension. Yeah. The tools. Yeah. The 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 the, 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 the causes and the um, simulations, uh-huh. and then work work through there. Yeah, I love that too. I think that's such a good point because when you let tension build and build and build without a release, mm-hmm. that's when you get issues like I had with like TMJ, yeah. where like stuff is just stuck and yeah. it's causing me like mental health issues. Yeah. Like a lot of my mental health issues were due to tension in my jaw mm-hmm. that I just gotten more tense and more tense and more tense mm-hmm. and it just extended down into my back and like gave me GI issues at mm, one point. Wow. Yeah, so that resolution piece is so important. Even though you can learn a lot, like you're saying, the tension is an opportunity for learning, for self-discovery, for uh, self-reflection and mm-hmm. like really figuring out what the cause was mm-hmm. so that you can, when you get to the resolution, um, have this learned experience about yourself. I yeah. think that's what you're saying. And you want to be able to, you want to be able to have that. <sighs> yeah, because <laughs> it feels amazing. It feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I think we're at an hour. I think we're. I think uh, yeah. We 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 we've hit. I think an hour or so for today's uh, catch up chat. Yep. Thank you, everyone. Thank y'all for chop for hopping in. For hanging out with us. For tuning in, for being a, 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 a proverbial fly on the wall of <laughs> Titus and Shalisa. Yeah. Yeah. Titus called y'all all flies. How oh do my you gosh. Like <laughs> fairies in the in the fairies. in the ether. Yeah, I like fairies. Spirits but... in the realm. I like that. Genies in the um in the in the mm. in, in, in the workshop or I don't know. Genies, okay. <laughs> wow. I did not know you were gonna say genies. Balls of energy. <laughs> Points of light. Cool. <laughs> okay. We'll check in next time. Um, our next episode will be something of an interview, of a conversation, a topic, or a catch-up. Um, follow us on social media. We'll have that up soon. Um, find us in Huntsville. We both have offerings of yoga, meditation, 
um, sound. We have our, 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 our relationships in the city, in different groups as well. So tap, tap in, tune in, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Peace.